BBC Six Music. John Richardson. It's John Richardson here live at the Edinburgh Festival, hopefully getting gradually funnier than that at some point over the next three hours. Um, I've been shown into my studio by a fine young man called James, who is on top form this morning and I can report is in reception at BBC Scotland, currently swearing at the UK TV History Channel. Um, so I'm in a tiny room, uh, not dissimilar to the old BBC uh, broom cupboard. There's someone crying in the corner, which I can only assume is Andy Craig. Uh, you can uh, text me on 64046. You can email on johnrichardson.6music at bbc.co.uk. We've got Matt Ford outside. He's playing the role... I'm saying he's playing the role of email fairy today, so he's bringing me texts and emails until he's on as per usual at 12 o'clock. Uh, it's very edinburgh up here, uh, so what I'd like to do is for the first hour talk about anything but the Edinburgh Festival. I don't know if anyone out there enjoys their job, but I tell you, your enjoyment of your job goes down a lot more when when you open your curtains every morning and you've got posters of your colleagues peering down at you straight away. So uh, the email, johnrichardson.6music at bbc.co.uk, uh, the text 64046. Uh, any exciting news that is nothing to do with Edinburgh. Sorry to any listeners we've actually got in Edinburgh, but I don't want to talk to you for at least an hour. I want to pretend you don't exist. I've got a real festival head on. Um, anyone who listened last week will know that one of the challenges we set for 4D was to, uh, for him to try a whole range of rancid Scottish meats. So I went out yesterday i bought the meats i got up extra early this morning and fried them all off in my kitchen um and then i've left them i've left them on my living room table which means that not only have i wasted my money on scottish lambs long but now i've left it in a sort of festering form on my living room table which means when i do get back to my flat it's going to absolutely stink uh also apology there to the lady whose flat i'm renting in case she's listening at the moment your flat's going to stink uh but to let you know what we've got coming up today. We'll have 40 on uh, 12 to 1 as usual. I'm also joined in the studio by Michael McIntyre, who, for my money, is about as, as funny a comic as there is on the live circuit at the moment. So I'm trying to find stories that sort of cheer me up. I asked for any news that was going on and stuff outside Edinburgh. John in Sheffield has texted in to say, I bought some new shoes yesterday. So that's, uh, that's stunning stuff. And I've accidentally put two records back-to-back earlier on, so people might not have known that they could have had their shower break, but we'll slip that in at 10.30. My favourite story I've seen in the papers today uh, is from the News of the World about the singer KT Tunstall. Um, all Scottish papers are full of news stories that are only about Scottish people. So I bought all the papers on the way in, in the morning as a way of sort of trying to find out what was going on in the world. And it's <laughs> been proved pretty pointless, to be honest. But a cracking story about KT Tunstall, who apparently has turned down a million dollars to advertise tea. Um, being at the Edinburgh Festival, it's re- you get really sort of... Uh, I start watching everything and seeing what's on TV and you see people marketing themselves and it's nice to know that people do turn things down, especially for me it's quite awkward because I'm not famous um, so I don't really get offered anything that exciting what I tend to get offered is the chance to test things that they then want to offer celebrities to endorse or advertise Um, so it's nice to know that people like Katie Tunstall turn down massive money I'd quite like to know because I think people are good Uh, if you could text me 64046 with the the best thing you've ever turned down uh, Katie Tunstall says and I'll do it in her voice why not we're in Scotland (laughs) as offered a million dollars to advertise bad tea bags but I love tea but I can't advertise Tea's bad tea. So it turns out that her, her qualm is with the quality of the tea. But I, I, she, she then goes on to cite Bill Hicks and to say that uh, you sh- I've got nothing wrong with endorsing products. It's probably a topic I shouldn't be addressing this early on on the BBC. But um, if you've ever been offered something uh, that made you feel slightly uncomfortable, be it a relationship, um, there's another story in the papers about uh, Denise Van Outen and Johnny Vaughan and the real reason that they quit their radio show. What with changes going on in radio, it's not to know that uh, people bicker. The real reason Denise Van Outen quit her breakfast radio show with Johnny Vaughan was because he was a bit whiffy. The star did not wear deodorant in their tiny studio, so the pong was off the dial. Well, as a man who stinks of haggis and fried squared sausage in a tiny studio, I look forward to seeing what Michael McIntyre will make of that. My favourite moment of what I've heard, I've been listening to Six Music to while I've been chilling out in the afternoons and that. Yesterday, Adam and Joe uh, played out with uh, the theme tune from the film Labyrinth, which was a massive highlight for me till joe cornish said that watching labyrinth was as close as you can get to taking crack when you're an adult which i don't entirely agree with but there you go uh rob has texted in to say that the wife and i are off pretty weird text i'm not gonna lie to you i'm not gonna imply that 
all our listeners have been taking things or drinking or just depriving themselves of sleep. But um, where Ife and I are off to buy some cream donuts, when they going to invent the transporter, never mind space travel, we could have sent you both one from Rob. Nice. Hi, John. Can you do me a favour? Can you tell all listening to relax? World got to relax. Too much stress about. OK, uh, so that's Lord Supposer. And then Harry Aldridge. I've got Fordy in the studio. He brought in the texts. Yeah, I'm producing you this week, mate. Yeah. Just making the step up. You're a text monkey, is what you are. No, I'm like... For the, the next hour. I'm like the Timberland of six music. Yeah? I'll show you what I'm talking about. You read that out and I'll show you what I'm up to. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, just do it. I'll show you what I'm doing. OK. Um, dear John... It- Um, Dear John, says Harry Aldridge, do you think that maybe moving the stars is what Meatloaf was... That's very off-putting. Was talking about when he said he'd do anything for love, but he won't do that. And then, (laughs) P.S. If you moved the stars, you'd probably move them into alphabetical order, which I like that. That's a little joke. But you can't have alphabetical stars, can you? Well, you can have alphabetical anything as long as it's got names, but you can't order them in the position of the galaxy. Yeah, but you wouldn't know about looking at a star, would you? Why don't you just start on the left and do them alphabetically? So they're already in alphabetical order. Just yeah, but when you, you look at the sky, you st- right, right over on the left, that begins with triple A, and then the ones right over at the end is just rows of Zs. But there's lots of numbered stars as well, isn't there? Like 1, 2, Exxon, D12. Well, then you start with numbers. Numbers come I think first, we're taking you know? this a little bit too seriously, to be honest, um, as a point. So, um, keep your exciting news coming in. Uh, any questions, of course, that you have for Michael McIntyre, you can send in as well. He'll be coming in a little bit later on. Uh, nice emails and... Incredibly juvenile emails. We've had uh, this is undoubtedly wins the award for the most immature email I've ever been sent. Dear John, just thought I'd let you know about something funny that I saw yesterday. Now, don't get me wrong, I like juvenile funny stuff. Very often it's old women falling over that does it for me. Uh, I was sat at the bus stop waiting for the 472 bus, idly sitting there listening to your podcast, says Ben. I looked up only to find a, ba- a van driving past advertising Ben de Forest. Maybe I'm immature, but I had to laugh to myself as it went by. Just thought I'd let you know, and maybe you'd like to visit as I. I'm sure you'd fit in. It was fine until that last bit. Um, and John Cole emails in. Bad news for John Cole, uh, who, of course, is having a love affair with our producer, Adam. Um, Adam is away at the moment. He's poorly. Um, so we have Ben and Jenny in the studio. Ben and Jenny, it's like the ice cream. Oh, yeah, I like it. Um, Since I've finished college, says John, I'm looking for new courses to do in night school. And yet in Swindon College, there are courses such as cake decorating for beginners, why do people experience ghosts, and the art of chicken keeping. I don't know which one to take. Can you help? Regards, John Cole. I would say of those three, probably the chicken keeping one. I have a theory that because the more you look after a chicken now, the more you can sell it for. I reckon if you just got one chicken, but really looked after it, manicured its nails and brushed its teeth and stuff like that, you could probably eventually sell it for in the region of four to five thousand pounds. Just a theory. Um, now we've had a text in from Kirsty and Fife, who says, "Hello, John. I was just texting you about the festival, and now it turns out you don't want to talk about it." Boo hiss. It's not that I don't want to talk about it, I'm quite happy to talk about it, but I just thought it'd be nice to have a little break and talk about something else. Uh, For example, Neil and Jade in Sheffield. Hello, John. It's all going off in Sheffield. Um, I I believe you, I never said it wasn't. Uh, We went to see a mate's band last night, they're called the Guns N' Roses Conspiracy, and they were very good. Um, And then Grumpy texts in. It's quite interesting to find out what my new sort of nickname will be with the listeners. Uh, Grumpy tries to kick off with, Hello, Solo Grinning Chuff Monkey. Um, which I assume is a reference to me. Exciting day ahead for me. Uh, we're making salmon and coriander fish cakes. People who make salmon and coriander fish cakes don't use expressions like chuff monkey. I think what you're actually making is fish fingers. Uh, and then we're off to buy new curtains and then off to the pub. Rock and roll. Um, enjoy the day. Um, I Food is <laughs> such an important part of me not going mental during the festival. On the subject of food, we've had uh, Amy in Manchester. says, a mention on rancid Scottish delicacies i once saw a woman order half a deep fried pizza with a pickled onion on the side lush a question mark that sounds pretty much like heaven to me my little treat today because i have a very long day i'm doing the show and then i've got two gigs today um i'll be editing the podcast so as a treat i've been planning to have uh, pepperoni pizza and chips and there's nothing like when you've had sort of a long, tough time knowing that what you should really do is knuckle down and have some vegetables and some nuts or something and get your energy levels back up. But it's quite nice just to slob out. I'm going to watch a film and I'm going to eat the most rancid, fatty, disgusting foods I can get my hands on and shovel 
them into my face. The dirtiest thing I ever ate was uh, like a, not an eaten mess, but I just piled a load of Jamaica ginger cake and meringue and alcohol and whipped cream all into a... Oh, 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 I think I've put myself off doing the rest of the festival. Oh, maybe we'll do that. Text us in with the rankest thing you've ever eaten. Nice-wise, I don't mean like disgusting. I don't want people who've been paid to eat excrement or anything like that but if if uh, if food gets you through the night then it's all right it's all right so um text in with uh, the dirty things that you've eaten I had an email in from uh someone who says hello john i hope you're well my girlfriend shah and i are coming up to edinburgh later in the month and we still need a place to stay we're thinking stylish contemporary apartment very cheap about 10 minutes walk from the pleasance courtyard could you give us a shout if you see anything promising i can pay in twix bars and gratitude uh, as someone who is paying for a flat up here uh, more than 10 minutes walk from the Pleasance Courtyard I can tell you that I don't think Twix bars and gratitude are going to cover it unless you really go gratitude I'm having a weird sort of one year at a time flirtation with the woman whose flat I rent because I had the same flat last year anyone who heard the shows I did with Russell up at the festival last year will know that I got into my flat and the woman uh, she had no idea who I was but had labelled everything OCD everything was all sorted the coat hangers were all in order and it was uh, the reason that I rented the flat again this year I thought she I described her at the time as being more mental than me forgetting that when you talk about things on the radio people listen to it so when I arrived at the flat this year she left a little note saying that she'd Googled me after the festival and uh, had found out that I'd accused her of being even more mental than me. And so now she's sort of up the stakes. She's tidied things. She's done all one note. Everything's been moved around, so it's parallel and symmetrical. Um, so we're sort of having a year-on-year flirtation where I now have to work out what I'm going to leave her at the end of the festival or whether I buy something or just give her a real tidy up. But it's important to have a, a very good um, mental headspace. But uh, she's even pointed out all the restaurants in Edinburgh where I can go and have a nice meal and then wash my hands and dry them in a Dyson Airblade. So uh, there's some level of stalking going on that I'm not entirely uh, comfortable with. Uh, so I've invited back in the text monkey. Uh, producer. Executive. <laughs> executive producer. Yeah. Slash director. Yeah. Slash director. I'm moving up. So there's, uh, someone sent me a horrible link about slash fiction on the internet. You know oh, is that is? like horror stuff? Knives and Blades. I would that it were, but it's people who write dirty stories <laughs> about celebrities. Someone forwarded me a link to uh, someone who'd written a story and posted it on the internet about me doing despicable things to Hugh Dennis. Someone's written a story about you? Yeah. And it's on the internet? Yeah. And it's dirty? Yeah. <laughs> Sounds fantastic. You said that in a way that said that you already knew that. I'll go home and have a Google whack. <laughs> um, right, anyway. So we're wrapping up. I asked people to prove, because Katie Tunstall turned down a million dollars to advertise tea. Have you ever advertised anything? Uh, you would, wouldn't you? You'd sell I'd do anything. Well, that. it's not selling out because I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm that sort of person anyway. Yeah. It'd be selling out for me not to do it. You <laughs> would say you're compromising everything you believe in. Take the money and run, man. Um, so what have you got? I've got an email here from Peter Green, um, who was once asked to be the poster boy for a German sausage manufacturer. Are you doing your partridge impression? Or is, is that just how you're reading it? Do you want me to be myself? Uh, well, yeah. <clears throat> Peter Green was once asked to. <laughs> <laughs> Peter Green was once asked to be the poster boy for a German sausage manufacturer. Uh, and in his words, I'm English, but my blonde hair means that I'm easily mistaken for one of their own when I visit <laughs> Germany. He was approached in the street, asked if he'd like to wear lederhosen and a cap with a feather in it, and then hold a fork with a sausage on the end and have my picture taken. I mean, the only problem I'd have would be not consuming the goods. I'd be happy yeah. to pose with it as long as I can nosh it afterwards. I was shown a mock-up of what <laughs> the final <laughs> I was shown a mock-up of what the final picture would look like, and it actually had the slogan "Das ist Scotia." Of course, I said no. Being famous in Germany hasn't really worked for most people. David Hasselhoff and oh dear, Hitler to name a couple. Peter Green. It's worked for Hasselhoff, hasn't it? He'd had a cracking career. Hasselhoff's gone global. Yeah. Good for him. Well, good for him for turning it down, though. But you know, I think it's the lederhosen. Oh, that's so degrading. That'd be a right old laugh, wouldn't it? Can you remember Ryan Goff, the comic in the West Midlands, who did the Chipati powder advert? No. He's all over the country. They painted him, he's a big lad, right. painted him yellow and he dressed up like a wrestler for this Chipati powder. 
I saw him in the shop at the picture of him on the on the side on the side of a flipping van the other week. Wow. Goffey. Haven't seen him for ages. Goffey. Ledge. Um this one's slightly less sort of noble. It's not really uh, advertising, it's more to do with the price. At Latitude Festival this year there was a collection going round on Sunday night to sponsor someone to take a plunge in the long drop facilities. Oof. I turned down the mammoth three pound twenty four offered to me. What would your rates be, John slash forty? Um, I assume he means jumping in the toilet, does he? Is that the long drop facilities? It sounds disgusting. It does. Only £3.24? Yeah. Well, it's the end of the festival, isn't it? So everyone's spent their yeah, money. Yeah, but my mate Borley drank carpet juice for a fiver. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was in a wet pub and someone had spilt lager and we scraped it into the thing, had a whip round and he did it for five quid, just necked it. Yeah. So... You're talking to the wrong people. Yeah, shall we get Borley on? Can we yeah, get Borley over the I don't phone? think you'd do that. I mean, you'd have to get into double figures. Really? A tenner? I reckon 20, and he'd do it. <laughs> uh, it's John Richardson, live from the Edinburgh Festival, joined in the studio by Matt Ford. Live. We have to get very close here, don't we, because there's only one mic. That suits me fine, but I don't think you're too keen on I it. I read out a story this morning about why Denise Van Outen and Johnny Vaughan don't do their radio show anymore, and it's because of his B.O. I thought it was going to be the same reason that we're having a bit of trouble, the older... Sexual tension. <laughs> you need to put that to bed. Um, so, we've got lots of texts in about rancid foods. Uh, apologies to people who are texting and say they're very hungover and that this talk isn't helping them, but you've only got yourselves to blame. Uh, so what we'll do is we'll wrap all these uh, food ones up in a minute, but I wanted to throw out, we're going to have Michael McIntyre joining us very shortly. If you have a question that you would like to ask Michael McIntyre, then uh, feel free to send in. We're getting good uh, childish behaviour emails in as well after something we read out earlier. So cracker from uh, DC Mike in Bearwood. John, I love being childish. I'm currently going through a phase of printing off paper at work with the words I love boobies on in a tiny font, photocopying a dozen and then feeding them back into the printer. It's great. Love the tracks. Thanks very much. Um, so if you've got any of those, feel free to chip them in. Uh, be careful that you don't lose your job. Joined in the studio by Michael McIntyre, who's arrived. Um, we're going to give him time to settle in. I don't need time to settle in. You're, you're ready. Good to go. Yeah, well, what... I don't know what settling means. Well, I just thought you might like... I'm sitting, I'm relaxed, I've got headphones I on. maybe I'll go and get you claustrophobic. In. It's small in here, isn't it? It's one of the smallest rooms I've ever been to. It doesn't yeah. have a loo in it. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I'm sure you could go. I don't think it's going to make much difference to the ambience, to be honest. Uh, it's really nice to see you, uh, It's nice John to Richardson. see you. I genuinely Your breath smells you. incredible. Thank you. <laughs> It does, doesn't it? I got a waft of it then. It was like apricots or something. Yeah, oh, God, you're very good at that. Thanks. You're very good at that. Yeah, you've correctly identified apricot. apricot. There's other ingredients in this. I grabbed it on the way out. Right. Um, it's a chewing yeah. gum. Well, it's 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 the um. Well, you know, it's quite early. It's what the kids it's Sunday, are eating, isn't it? I was out a bit late, and so I I took the chewing gum option, and I will brush my teeth at some stage, but okay. that is on hold. I see. I but see. still, it's worked out better. Well, we're talking about food because I'm a. <laughs> did you know I'm a foodie? Have we discussed this? I like food. Yes, yeah, I know you're always talking about food. You cook, <laughs> don't you? You cook for yourself. Well, I like. There are nice people food. who cook, and there are people who cook. There's another level of cooking. Yeah. Which is cooking for yourself. Yeah. Which you do. Yes. And that really shows dedication. My wife's an incredible cook, but if I'm not in, she doesn't. You know, she'll just whip something up. Oh for yeah. Herself. But she if... doesn't. She doesn't cook a masterpiece and then present it to herself. If you were away and then for sit like there a and month. talk to herself. <laughs> Could I have this recipe? <laughs> Um, if you were away for a month, though, she'd tr treat herself, wouldn't she? I've been single six years, Michael. There are times when it's nice to have a nice dinner. I've been here for, what, eight seconds? We had a nice chat about chewing gum. Yeah. And it's straight back to you being single and cooking for yourself. No, I'm fine. You I'm still happy. haven't got a girlfriend. I'm happy. I'm happy. I'm Last fine. time I spoke to you on this show, it was all about finding you a girlfriend. That was, no. I've given you a significant <laughs> amount of time to source women. Yeah, and health. But you look well. You've been sending me You women. look in a position now to attract women. Thank you. have you. a tan. Well, how has this come about? I went to watch the cricket at Headingley and got sunburnt. So this is the Leeds tan? Yes, this is the Leeds so, Headingley tan. So you, you got burnt, but it turned into a tan? I got tan lines as well, my crow's feet are, because I was squinting to see it's the cricket. It suits you. It looks horrible, doesn't it? <laughs> but we're talking about, like, dirty foods when you treat oh. yourself because you're having a bad time and you just think, I'm going to eat what you want. Do you right. ever do that? Yeah, of course. Are you joking? <laughs> you look to me. <laughs> um, My whole life is that. Not what you'd call rank, Will the Chef, but I've just eaten five Weetabix. Um, Somebody's just just got in touch with you to tell, them, tell you how the five Weetabix. Yeah, well, it's quite think. an informal show. We're, just, we're basically friends. I think in... in I, I haven't had Weetabix for a very long time, but when I used to 
in my Weetabix years, <laughs> I've certainly had That's a packet. I've certainly it? had a packet. You're right. I've certainly had a packet. In a day? I think so. <laughs> I get... No. Well, there's something about Weetabix incredibly Moorish, especially with the sugar, if, as long as you're sugaring. Yeah. You, you, have you ever, you've got a sugar with Weetabix? No, I don't, because uh, it's my thing with breakfast. Is the only point of having it is if you're going to have it healthy. You sort of set yourself up, don't you? Oh, I don't believe in that. So I don't sugar cereal. I just have like some sort of whole. Wheat it's the nonsense. thought of food that gets me out of bed. This is the, that's a real th- and I coffee. I can't think of food in the morning. But cereals tend to be sort of two. You know, there's different approaches to cereal. You know, like um, well, like shreddies. You can't go too soon. Once you put the milk in, you can't be eating the shreddies immediately because it's a different experience. But then if you wait too long, then they're no longer shreddies. Exactly, so you've got to time it just right. You've so got to get ideally, it right in the you middle. eat four shreddies at a time. <laughs> put four shreddies in a bowl, milk, let them Well, that's what on. happens. If you have too many shreddies, then by the time you get to the end, it's no longer enjoyment. So it's all about the amount of shreddies and then the timing of heading in. You've got to be patient. Yeah. You can't just pour and go straight in there. Have you ever eaten cereal without... Like with with a substitute of to milk. Well, this is a text we've had in. Um, uh, someone who says, I, "One New Year's Eve, I got home rather drunk, craving cocoa pops. There was no milk, so I used Kirsch instead. I vomited everywhere for days." What's Kirsch? It's a cherry liqueur. Um, <laughs> you could imagine that, that would be nice, chocolate and uh, like a like a black That's forest really gato, disgusting. chocolate and cherries. That's disgusting. Sorry if I put you off. <laughs> um, we'll have a track and I'll go and get you a drink because I feel bad because this is not a lovely studio. No, no, I'm I... so I'm so glad to be up and chatting. <laughs> okay, Seriously. Um, you we can will... inform me what's going on in the world. Well, I've asked people what's going on. This guy in Sheffield has bought some new shoes and Denise Van Outen and Johnny Vaughan aren't doing a radio show together. What do you mean they... What do you mean They're, they're not, not doing it together anymore because he's got B.O. <laughs> She's broken up. She's, She's not doing the show anymore. The radio. Yeah, they're not doing the show together. Because and and it's bo. It's because they're in a studio this big, and he's got bo, and he didn't have oh. the good grace to buy apricot chewing gum on the way into. The I, I don't. I'm very, I, I quite like them together. They're really. I like funny. them together. Well, it's over. He talks a lot. He's gone bald. Have you seen that? Yeah, that's, that's why odd. he's moving into radio. <laughs> Nowadays, Thanks shouty for my limit. coffee, by the way. That's okay. I love that you're so showbiz here that you get me coffee while the music's on. Hey, well, if you want a sandwich or anything, like, I was going to cater for Matt Ford, who's coming on at twelve o'clock. I actually got up early this morning and fried him haggis and sausage. I think I met Matt Ford. Who is he? Yeah. Somebody, he came, somebody came up to me in a bar and he said, "Oh, that probably was Matt." Yeah, if he was in a bar and he was drunk and slightly overconfident in his approach, that would have been Matt Ford. He did show a level of confidence that alarmed <laughs> me. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's up here for the month um, with me. We're having a right laugh. So you were trying to work out what our audience is, I think, and basically saying that we've amassed mostly freaks. I wasn't... Well, it's, it's you, because you, you're so wonderful, um, but slightly nutty, aren't yeah. you? Yeah, wonderful the, in a Well, I remember last distance. time we came on and we talked about... Um, you were talking about those hand dryers. Oh, the Dyson Airblade. You see, I, uh, my father-in-law is very into that as well. Yeah, and uh, and and I sort of became you for a little bit. Okay, I looked it up on YouTube. <laughs> and they've got an actual. Um, dish. Is that this is the one where you put your hands in mm. and then you pull them out and it sucks all the all the all the water off yeah. your hands? Yeah. See, I, he he was completely blown. He came in with a look on his face as you know, just complete con- uh, amazement, and you just like you won't understand what I've just been through. This is and then exactly. I, and it. then I did what the kind of thing that you would do. And this I looked it up and we went through the whole thing. I've and we been trying on the thing. radio to do that, but until you've used it... So it's a, a half the audience people that have used it that go, this is incredible, and half hmm. the audience go, what are you talking about? And go, you, you honestly can never know. Well, he knows what he's doing, Dyson. Mm. He's quite... Because he's focused on... Well, it, well, first with the Hoovers, yeah. which is that must annoy Hoover because people because he's selling more than Hoover, but yet we call it Hoover. We're buying... We, got, we ask for a Hoover and then buy a Dyson. I think some people do ask for a Dyson, though. And that's the strength of oh, the brand. Maybe becoming... one day it will overtake. <laughs> okay. The word Hoover will be obsolete. Well, I, I feel I feel sorry for Hoover because Hoover also make. I have a, a, a dryer, a tumble dryer by Hoover. Okay. But I don't call it the Hoover. No. Because it isn't. It's a tumble dryer. Yeah. But anyway. Oh, and I was so I bought this Hoover. Yes. Anyway, just talking about Dysons. It's quite weird because you have to try it out for sort of uh, weight. So I went to um, Comet. We're doing a lot of brand mentioning. Um, it's fine. Other brands are available. And I had to available. you Hoover. Basically, you you Hoover up and down Comet to this see. This is a good way of getting the them to clean their but store. It, everyone was like four of us Hoovering up and down. The, and, and I was just thinking, why don't they just plug it in and we could clean up? There are probably cleaners coming in at the end of the day to tidy up. Yeah, we could have been tidying throughout the day because I Hoovered up. Anyway, I got a Dyson. He's very arrogant though. He's got pictures of himself all over the box. And he did the thing of making a lot of money and then moving his business enterprise abroad to. To reduce the tax deficit. Yeah. Who wants to, do you want? Who wants to read this? Have you ever Hamilton. bought a Dyson? Uh, no, I haven't. 
There's no. a, like a story, he has his own story. It's like the story, you want to sit there with a little book and read about how successful he is. My nan bought me a little car hoover that you attach to the cigarette. My nan's listening today for the first time. It's the first and she bought you a hoover? She bought me a little hoover that you plug into your cigarette lighter and it hoovers the inside of your car. Oh, that's... that's that. She too knows I'm mental about cleanliness. That's cool. Very so what do you clever. do with the outside of the car? I don't do anything with the outside of the car. You just let the rain take care of it. The rain will clean the car. And I, I quite like the dirty look, because I think if you clean your car, you're advertising it to thieves. Because right. it looks clean and shiny, and they think, well, I'll have that. And I think thieves are less likely to break into a dirty car. It's also the reason I have lots of charity stickers on my back windscreen, <laughs> so that people will think I'm just a helpless old lady driving a small, dirty car around. See, I used to have the opposite approach. I would leave things that would make people to frightened to break into my car. Like, I would have... I had boxing gloves hanging on the... (laughs) Just so they would think that I was like a boxer. A boxer. Yeah. I'm not going to break into this car. And I had huge shoes that are actually much too big for my feet. (laughs) I would just have, like, size 14 shoes. So anyone looking at my car would go, there is an enormous boxer. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm not... Why would I break into this enormous boxer's car? Somebody did steal my car once. and No, broke into my car um, and drove it around. And gave it back. It was such a bad car. Why these type tra- It was an Austin Metro. And oh, it was parked in a different place. Yeah. And it had been smashed, hot when taken out for a drive, and somebody had just gone, I don't know, yeah. and then come back, and that space had been taken. Yeah. And just gave it back to me in well, a different spot. It cost you money to scrap cars. So they probably <laughs> thought, I'm actually going to lose money here. I'm going to have to pay the council 60 quid to scrap. Well, it. this is why I think there are so many cars left in car parks in central London. You've been into one of these car parks where it's like so unbelievably expensive that all you have is like, really expensive uh, sports cars mm. and abandoned vehicles. And it's yeah. almost half-half, because people just leave the car for so long that it becomes more money... £24 to, to, a day. ..to get the car out than the car's worth. <laughs> yeah. So they just leave it in there. I've had that at airports, where you park and your flight gets delayed, and then suddenly you think, well, now I've ticked over. Do you remember the numbers, or do you put it on that little ticket in the airport? Which one? You know when you go in the, in the park in the long stay? Yeah. And they have a little space, L3? Yeah. Do you pop it in? I write you... it down in my diary. Oh, that's classic Richardson. Let's <laughs> take a diary I on holiday. I write it down in my diary. Or... Do you write a whole page on it? Write it, write it to, uh, on your ticket. Then. I drove in. I, it said, go to L, although there was plenty of spaces at B and C. <laughs> I continued driving according to the rules. Let's go on holiday together. Oh, I'm going on holiday after this festival. Are you really? Where are you going? It. I'm not sure yet. I think a Greek island. You don't know what yet? No, I haven't booked it yet. Because I think I'm going to wait until the summer holidays are over and then get a late last minute. Do you think they'd be? Uh, it would be a successful business if there was like a company and you just said, "Look, I've got this amount of money. Mm. These are the things I like." And then it was—it's like a surprise. And then you just show oh, up and they like go, "You're surprises. going to." <laughs> no, no. You don't know. Because <laughs> how can someone else know what you like? They go, "It's a surprise. You're going because to Blackpool." Because you tell them what you like. Retro. Oh, it's funny because it's a UK holiday, and you go, oh, "No, it's not funny." I grew up near Blackpool. Actually, go somewhere nice. All right. I had a theory yesterday while we were discussing Dyson and Lewis Hamilton and people like that, that if your nationality was based not on where you were born, but on where you contributed to society at any time, mm. like if you pay tax and work in England, then you're English. And if you do it in Scotland, then you're Scottish. Yeah. And, you know, all that. And then I think people would get on a lot better and we wouldn't clutch to these ridiculous ideas of nationality that don't really matter. Well, so anyway, right. they got unnecessarily deep there. No, I like it. We've had an email in from Sammy, seen... who's eaten bull's penis. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 Let's not try and get out of our debt. Can I read it? Yeah, do, please. Hi, John. You were talking about rank... Is that not how you spell rank, is it? That is how you spell rank, yeah. Really? Mm. Pulling rank and all that. But isn't this rank food, as in... Yeah, but it's the same, same term, I think. Isn't it with a W? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh, God, I'm learning all the time. This is brilliant. <laughs> you might be um, right, though. I'm, I do have a habit. I feel like it's rank. Stubbornly. <laughs> stubbornly. You have to be careful how you say that rank. at 11.30. <laughs> it definitely doesn't have a W in it. I'm hearing okay. in my ear now. It doesn't. Is that right? Um, okay, sorry. L- let me start again, then. You were talking about rank food, eh? My one, my one takes the top. <laughs> Have you right? read before, Michael? <laughs> my one. Well, it's not that I've, my one takes the top. A lot of comics get a level right. of success and then they start doing plays. I've and tried stuff. a bull's penis. My mum took me to the restaurant and it served penis. My mum decided to try it. I did try it. But all I could think of was the chewy consistency of an animal's penis that was in my mouth. It tasted rank again and it didn't eat. I didn't eat anything for about a week. 
Why would you order it? What kind of a restaurant is this? I think it's one of those restaurants that you would go to to eat. They'd go, hey, come and eat some wacky food. And I you'd don't go, no. <laughs> Hello and welcome to... Have you ever been to a bush tucker trial before? You'd still get loads <laughs> of British people getting fish and chips. I know what I like. I wouldn't do that. What's your sort of naughty treat food when you're sort of, you know, stressed and whatnot? You think, I'll tell you what I'm going to have today. I eat whatever's in the house, obviously, um, and I normally eat it at the fridge. Really? Yeah, I will open the fridge, and then I will start, you know, working some combinations. Yeah? Um, if there's, like, some potatoes left over from lunch, I'll be squirting mayonnaise on that. Um, squirting? Squirting mayonnaise? You're not going for the squeezable? No, I don't really use mayonnaise generally. You I see, don't... this is why I love talking to you. Yeah. These are the things that interest you. <laughs> no, most people just bypass that statement, but you're like, hold the line. <laughs> I find mayonnaise fascinating as a condiment. Anyway, I don't think there's much, much use for it. It doesn't really taste of anything. It's oh, just I, it's one of, No, I think it adds a... Um, well, I... I, I yes, it's a right. lubricant. Yes, that's what I... But I, sometimes food is too dry. Yeah. So it needs um, lubrication for mayonnaise. Okay. Can I suggest a condiment to the listeners and to you? Because yeah. I don't know that a lot of people go this way. Okay. Red currant jelly with chicken. Oh, no. No, no, you'll find no friends on this show of mixing fruit and meat. <laughs> so, no, I've, I've weaned our audience carefully down. Oh, I'm sorry to bring it up then. To people who simply will not tolerate that kind Some, of nonsense. You wouldn't even go like a, a melon with parma ham, a, a staple of the Italian diet? I will take pepper, uh, pineapple on a ham and pineapple pizza, but... Um, oh, right, so there's a caveat. There's, there's the one caveat, I, but this is all rooted in... <laughs> you start encouraging these people and suddenly you've got bananas and raisins in your curry. I'll tell you what... I, um, I'll tell you what I'm obsessed with at the moment. I don't know why. I watched this documentary on um, Spanish cooking, and they... La cocina española. That's, that's the kind of yeah. thing. And um, they, 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 they were showing you how to make chorizo. And I'd never been a massive chorizo fan. And for some reason, I just, I don't know, I just was, I was really entranced by it. And it was like a whole family thing, and they got this pig, and, and my wife's vegetarian as well. She she was watching it with me, she didn't want to watch it, but it wasn't disgusting. It was They did it with so much love. Mm. And then it was really bizarre, and this little old, the grandma came out and slaughtered the pig. She just took the pig and just slit its throat. It was, But it was like this big sort of ceremony, everything. And then they all worked in it with the blood, and it was, it was the most bizarre thing, and what should have put me off it. But bizarrely, it just made me, because there was just so much love involved in it well, this at the end of the process. Hugh Fernley Whittingstall's movement at the moment is saying that if you're going to eat meat, then you should raise the animals well, treat them with respect, and have respect and use all of the parts of them so that you're not just... You know, we have this wasteful society where we kill a chicken, cut the breast meat off, put it in some ridiculous, horrible, mm, frozen yeah, curry, yeah. and then the rest goes into carcass and they make hot dogs out of it. But he says, you know, do it yourself and treat it with some respect. No, I saw him doing that as well, yes, cooking all sorts of different parts of the animal. And I like him, up. but he's got a kick in because he talks in a middle-class voice and people don't listen to him. I've been there. <laughs> <laughs> it's horrible, isn't it? So I've become... Obs- I, mean, I have to say, I've become sort of obsessed with chorizo. So I just eat, eat it all the time. What's lovely to do with chorizo? I'll chop yourself some onion, some potato and some chorizo and just roast that off in the oven and the oils come out of the chorizo and sort of <laughs> roast the potatoes in the spicy oil. Is What are the chances of you writing a, a cookbook? Very high. <laughs> Very high. Yeah. You're going to do it, aren't I've you? already invented a recipe this oh, festival. Oh, God, I think it would be a massive success. Peanut butter milk. Cooking for one. <laughs> <laughs> John Richards is good with a picture of you on the front. God, you'd be good at that. I'm going to do that. Yeah. Do you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to release that. Cooking for one. Yeah. I'm doing well, it. I, I think you should. Well, there's get, no doubt. Get a publisher def- on the line. I, I def- there's a lot of people who would buy it. Because you want to. I think people should. More, more, more singles should be cooking for themselves. More of us loners should eat healthy food. Yeah. Do you buy those mini wines? Uh, no, I have no use for those. Okay. <laughs> I treat the big ones as if they were the mini ones. Oh, right. Now, we were supposed to have a record, but uh, we've we've had so much fun and chatting. I, I do really enjoy missed... talking to you. Yeah, well, we'll do more of it. Um, but I feel restricted. Really? Yeah. You should never feel... Well, restricted in the sense that... We can't talk about brands anymore. No. No. (laughs) Well, I'll just make brands up. Okay. You know, like... So should we change the first letter of every brand we talk about? Yeah, I'm sure that'll get past BBC guidelines. (laughs) The BBC are fine at the moment. There's no trouble. What was all that? It's like we gave up. You You just suddenly just take time out like that. What? Well, just news, couple of tracks. I mean, do you have control over this? The people need the news. People need to know what's guan. What's guan? How often is the news? Uh, Every hour on the half hour. 
Oh, right, okay. I've never known how to word that. Every half past. Oh, every half. Okay. Every half. Do you think half hourly news is too. I mean, other BBC radio stations tend to go half hourly. I think that's too much. You think it's too much? It's not too much for a bulletin, but you know, it depends on how long you're listening to the radio for. Like Sunday morning, you know, I think we're getting people who are lying in bed or they're, you know, playing with their kids or whatever. Because we, as comedians, drive a lot. Yeah, well, that's it. When I listen to certain radio stations that do the half hour thing. Yeah. I can do the news. Like, uh, if I've, it's a four-hour drive, I would have heard the news eight times. Yeah. So then I do the news. I do it to myself. I try to remember <laughs> okay. all the news. Oh, nice. Yeah, and travel. But that's changeable, so there's a bit of fun in that. Yeah. You know, there's a on BBC Scotland, uh, on the telly, uh, Heather does the weather. That, that makes, I enjoy hey. that. Hey. Her name rhymes with weather. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, the weather's so lousy here. And they, all they the better in a Scottish accent in. as well. Yeah, here's Heather with the weather. And they seem to get enjoyment out of it every day as they introduce her. Who have they, they got uh, to do the news? The, somebody who giggles Lewis. at the fact. <laughs> really rhyme, does it? Here's Lewis with the news. Here's Huey with the news. <laughs> um, and here's Ian with the travel. We don't really like Ian. So you were right about rank. Someone's texted it in. I, uh, I was right. Well, kind of. It's in the Urban Dictionary. Might not be in the Oxford English Dictionary, but it is in the Urban Dictionary. Rank, W-R-A-N-K, something that is very bad, disgusting, or downright sucks. With regards, Neil Davidson from Aberdeen, but currently listening from an oil platform offshore in Nigeria. That's unbelievable. Um, so well, thank you so much. That is well, thank you very much, Neil Davidson yeah. from um, from <laughs> from Nigeria. What a world um, we live in, where you can get Google and digital radio on an offshore oil platform. It's absolutely in Nigeria. amazing. Also, Aberdeen is a place where they speak um, the best English. I think it's Aberdeen. Yeah. They, apparently, they have the best pronunciation in the whole. Don't of, tell the of, Queen. She'd be livid. Yeah, but she goes her own way with English, doesn't she? Yeah. She's got the Queen's English. I love the way it's called the Queen's English and she's the Queen, so she could change it. She could suddenly (laughs) just go, from now on we're going to say, you know, and just make any chair. Do you think she (laughs) would then as my English? (laughs) Well, it it is her English. At the dinner table, if, like, Prince William uses, you know, split infinitives or something. (laughs) Speak my English, please. Um... But uh, there's a picture does. of her in the papers today, oh, yeah. an article that is just the Queen shouting at her dogs. Oh. And the article, here's the Queen shouting at her dogs. <laughs> so, regards to the cookbook as well, uh, we've, we've been bested by Delia Smith again, had a seminal book in the 80s called One is Fun. So, she's already done that, thanks to Nick for letting us know. And uh, an email from Alan Muir in Glasgow. Hey guys, love the show, however, I just have an image of the three of you bunched up in a ridiculously small room, with one holding the mic jostling for space. Um, they're not far wrong. And then he goes on to talk about other foods he likes. Um, why the three of you? There's only two of us. Fordy's outside. Oh, right. Fordy's yeah. our text and oh, email yeah, fairy yeah. until he comes on at 12 o'clock. Yeah, we are just... Well, I, don't, I feel quite relaxed in this room now. It's a yeah, nice you've settled it. Do you know, they've painted it a sort of quite a nice shade of purple. Would you call it mauve? No, oh, I don't think so. It's too purple to be mauve, I think. This <laughs> is not mauve. I think I'd call it purple. <laughs> I'm quite textual. My wife's colour blind and she's always talking about colours and I keep having to remind her. She, she said the other day, I know that's red and I'm colour blind. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? So she doesn't know. <laughs> no, she doesn't. So she, what is it? It's only certain colours with colour blindness. I don't know what it? quite goes on. I don't know how people know they're colour blind. I think you look at the sky and it's green and you go, yeah, but How would they know? Right. Because that's, that's, for them that's blue. Yeah, but when you're a child you read books, don't you, where they go, the sky's blue and you go, No. Do you think there are people who are in their 40s who still don't know they're colourblind? Maybe we're all colourblind, except for the oh, ones who are colourblind. That know. is deep. I know, I'm on fire now. <laughs> <laughs> Michael McIntyre's new tour, oh, maybe we we're all colourblind. Should we talk about um, where we are? In, in the country? Yeah. Yeah? In Edinburgh, aren't we? Yeah, at the festival. Yeah. How are you finding it? Well, um... We're working just... together soon at the festival. Are we? Yeah, we're doing a benefit night. Yeah, we are. We're doing work for charity. We are doing work for charity together. You didn't want to sound like Alan Partridge. No. Now we're talking about your charity work. Not face, I've got a photo shoot. But yeah, I I quite like working with you in the festival, because you you remind me that I get very intense and angry, Mm. and then uh, we have a laugh, don't we? And that's what it should be about. People come and you make them laugh. Um, yeah, it's really it's a wonderful um, thing. They've had some problems with the box office this year. Apparently, yeah, everything's a bit of a mess, and nobody can get a hold of their tickets, and everyone gets redirected. Yeah. Um, uh, so and, and so I they oversold my show last night. Okay. So I had that's um, a good problem to have. That was great. I can't believe it. <laughs> that <laughs> happens again when you send them around the corner. <laughs> <laughs> I had all these people stuffed in on these benches, sitting in laps and things. Wow. Yeah, but luckily I, I, I always get some walkout. So that's 
I had a woman have to walk out to be sick <laughs> during my show last night. Well, that's, that's, do you know what I'm saying? That is not a good sign. Was she? Was yeah. she, she wasn't reviewing the show. I hope not. She'd run out with a pen and paper and just said, "I can't do this anymore. I, I can't do this." Anymore. I, I, I do think we operate on the same level of paranoia. <laughs> do, you, do you when you when people go to the loo during yeah. your show, or, or they get up and leave? Yeah. Are you? Is it? Are you constantly waiting for that person to come back? Yeah. And thinking, what if they never come back? It's more that everyone else in the room is doing that. Everyone else is thinking, did they is go it for a week or have they left? Have they left? <laughs> yeah, because if they've left, maybe we can leave. We shouldn't talk ourselves down, because you're very successful. You're doing Edinburgh, and then you're going on a tour. Yeah, I'm do going... Do stuff like that. I would love um, anyone who wants to come to come to my tour. I'm doing a tour all over the country. Yeah. Uh, yes, I am. Yeah. Well, I started Hammersmith... In, in, well, I'm, no, it's literally everywhere. Literally everywhere. Are you doing Preston? <laughs> <laughs> you don't know, do you? Uh, you can get everywhere on my tour is accessible, okay. easily accessible for most places in the country. So you'll be. Going... It's all on my website, right? Which I have. My stepfather made it for me. Did you? I haven't it's, got a it's, website. It's or... MichaelMcIntyre.co.uk, and I can look at the statistics on it. So I can go to this place and I can see graphs of how many people have gone to my website, which can be, which can make you go mad. Now I don't mind websites. Tell me you don't do MySpace or Facebook or anything like that. Oh well, I have um, I have I set up a MySpace, so I have that. Right. So if the comedy fans is, yes. offer real friends. I have no real friends. I have one. <laughs> I know. I have one, I only have one friend, um, and that he's not even a friend on MySpace. So that I just set that up because I thought that was what you had to do, and I actually quite enjoy that. But it seems like nobody else does because they've moved to Facebook. And you've got pictures of people on it. No, I just put I just put it up. I answered the questions about films I like and stuff, and then people just say, and then you click, and then I like it's those nice too, thing. even though we've never met. I've got a Facebook that somebody set up, um, but it's not me. Yeah, um, so I've it's quite a strange situation. It's, they've just set it up, and um, but people think it's me. So they leave me the messages and I check it. So basically, I What's am. What's worse is when you get angry messages saying, Why are you not replying to my messages? And you get tempted to reply and you think, Well, no, I'm getting sucked into this now. I haven't got a MySpace and I find myself wanting to reply to people who are sending me messages. And I'm, I'd be me. very surprised if you don't reply to people. I have once I did. I set up no. an email account specifically to send one email to say to someone, I, I, It's not me. Oh, th- sorry, don't move on because this is so wonderfully <laughs> Captain Richardson. This we need is to so play beautiful. a song. All right, so you, so you got the paranoia kicked in. So you set up a, set up a, an I- a new account. identity to communicate with somebody. I didn't want to use my personal email in case they turned out to be weird, but I just didn't want them to hate me. So I set up an email account with the express yeah. intention of sending one email to say, that's not me, but thanks for your message. Oh, they, it was a mistaken identity? No, no, someone set up a MySpace, but it's not me. Oh, so right, I get messages yeah. going, all right, John, thanks for, you know, the gig in t- Nuneaton or whatever. <laughs> And then two weeks later, you get a message going, oh, you're too good to talk to the people of non-eating now, are you? And you just think, no, it's not me. It's not me. It's not me. If you ever think you've spoken to me, it wasn't me. That's the deal. So we've had a dilemma texted in about oh, yeah. food. Toast- oh, good, I like that. Toaster just popped up two slices of bread. No mm. butter or butter substitute. What should I do? Neatly spread the jam or thinly spread the marmite? I would just put that... Oh, there is a huge difference, isn't there? <laughs> but, but, but no, there's such a difference. If you take the butter out of the equation... Yeah, you've ruined it's, it's toast. It's a complete... Oh, you, it's over. I you just don't know. Toast without I don't one. think there's anything you can do. What am I suggesting? Put that toast aside, use it later as a sandwich. And it's quite nice to have cold toast instead of bread. Wait a minute. Once you've got butter back in your life... Yeah, or then you're going to have salad and things that will be, it'd be easier to live without butter. Or mayonnaise, as you were sort of talking about earlier. Do you um, refrigerate your butter? A yes... Why? Doesn't that make it I don't buy actual butter, I buy margarine. <gasps> yeah. What kind of a cook are you? Well, a healthy one. Margarine? Yeah, I don't cook with butter, though. Very rarely. What's wrong with butter? Butter's I'm a, great. I'm not a pastry chef. <laughs> margarine makes you feel sick. Really? Does it? So you put a, like you have a tub of margarine? You're I don't even know what you're... margarine is. <laughs> it's your face now. You're... What does it mean? What's it made of? I don't know. Then but why don't you just Carol have butter? Carol Vorderman? She's in charge of margarine. She told me it'd be all right. Oh, she told me okay. it'd make me healthier. Sorry, I, I just I can't I just can't relate to you anymore. <laughs> <laughs> so you're a proper butter. Even they say butter substitute. Yeah. Oh, butter, yeah. But butter's very bad for you. It clogs up your arteries, Michael. When you go to fancy restaurants, they have butter in water. It's an odd thing they do. Yeah, I don't like that. What's all that about? Yeah. I suppose it makes it spreadable. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't. But there's nothing worse than hard butter. And then you try and spread it on, you end up just tearing your toast to pieces. And you say, I've just ruined this. And then you think, ah, what a horrible day I'm having. But you're right, isn't it? I mean, so what do you just take little bits off and let it... 
melt. Well, a good thing to do is get the butter out, put it on a plate, and pop the plate on the top of the toaster, and then the heat coming up from the toaster will uh, cool down the butter, and then when your toast pops up, the butter's ready to spread. That's amazing. That is, <laughs> you're just brilliant. <laughs> a complete... I am basically a 75-year-old woman. Um, <laughs> I just have lots of handy hips. One of my favourite TV That's shows is that cool. little... Um, Inside Tips or something it's called. They're like little three-minute shorts that they put on when Under the Hammer finishes early. And uh, and it's just like cleaners telling you their little cleaning tips. And there were any, I, I once took a tip from Kim and Aggie, who do that um, How Clean Is Your House show. Yeah. And I don't know why I did it, but I watched the show and I thought it was a good idea. Basically what they were doing is they were shining their plants with banana peel. Oh, I've seen that done. The banana leaf. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I tried that. Wiping their cheese plants. And it, I have to say, it, it really brought the plants to life. <laughs> but my living room stunk of banana. Yeah, banana's a powerful beast, isn't it? You, but you don't want at your home to stink of banana. So people come in and go, your plants look, what's that smell? You don't You don't want that. It could be worse, though. I mean, you've got a baby, so I imagine there are soilage issues. And, you know, have you got pets? No, I don't have pets. Would you ever have pets? No, I what don't. What about when young buddy is older and he wants a pet? What are you gonna you're gonna stare him down and just say, <laughs> "No way, Daddy's made his mind up." And well, no Benicol either. It, so uh, stop going on about it. What's happened with that is that um, my, I, I mentioned earlier I had one friend. Um, my one friend has a tiny dog, a da- Dachshund. Dachshund. Oh, Dachshund. my mum thinks I should get one of those. Yeah. Well, um, my son was very uh, friendly with this Dachshund. Dachshund, and he basically <laughs> bit my son son in the face. Right. Yeah. So um, just a nip, but it's really freaked him out. So, oh, he, dear. so um, I don't think he really doesn't like dogs. Okay. But it was quite cool to see because you never know what your what kind of substance quite your kid's made. Watching of. your kid get bitten by a dog. Well, he cried and then he composed himself. He went <laughs> to the kitchen, went under the sink, got got a, a detergent spray, and shot the dog. He shot the dog. He took his revenge on the right. dachshund. He sprayed him in the face with Domestos or something. Yeah, you see, kids and dogs just don't mix, do they? You just shouldn't. You just shouldn't do kids and dogs. Well, there are also. I, mean, I don't know what other parents feel, but there are. You do occasionally read about these horrendous attacks, and it, they're normally from these like killer dogs, mm. and you but, see them in the park. And and so I always pick him up and go can we, until you know I'm going to pick you up until we get past this this dog that I've seen in the paper kills children. Yeah. Uh, but the, the dog owners get very irate. They look at you and go, you know, he's very friendly. It's like, well, I, don't, I didn't know that, you know. You should just say, he was well, bred my to son kill. isn't. Yeah, yeah. It's for your dog's protection. Yeah, he, he's got, he's packing domestos. This is Britain's youngest ninja <laughs> you're dealing with here. Um, so, off on tour, we'll, we'll end briefly. How do you cope on tour as a man with a family? Because one of the things I love about comedy is because my home life is so tragic and it revolves around cooking foods for myself, mm, it's really bothered me to be away for a long time. But with you and family and stuff, have you got coping mechanisms for when you're on the road? Yeah, it's not very good. Uh, it's it's not good. It's not good. Uh, the idea is to make up for it when it's finished. Oh, okay, and nice. And to go on a really nice holiday. Take them to restaurants where they Yeah, I'm going to be on tour pretty much every day all over the place. Straight after Edinburgh? Um, yeah, straight after Edinburgh um, it starts. And then I've got these big Hammersmith Apollo dates, which is what I'm here to, to build yes. up these jokes for. Go and see Michael McIntyre. It's awkward because we're in a small room. I don't yeah. want to sort of look you in the face when I compliment you because it feels well just you have to turn and face the wall if you would please okay. yeah look away there we go michael mcintyre is one of the if not the funniest live act on the circuit i think so go and see michael mcintyre check his website um he has dreadful taste in music which is why he wasn't allowed to pick a track <laughs> this week after the last time i had him on but i really like that coldplay song you did like that the coldplay one. song <laughs> You one. did. Um, really so, like that. Nevertheless, we're playing you out. Thanks for thanks for having me here. Thank John. you for coming. Really in. nice to see you, and I mean that delight. genuinely. You're one of the people that I would accept as a friend. Well, let's go <laughs> on, on MySpace <laughs> in real life or on the internet. Um, we're playing out with uh, a, a track I think is suitable for Edinburgh. I wanted a bit of madness. So, which track do you pick in a city where it rains and then is sunny? The Sun and the Rain by Madness. The wonderful Michael McIntyre off into the Edinburgh rain now, uh, and we just had texts in uh, saying that he was wrong about a couple of things, and it's too late to argue the fact with him. Science fact, says Pete, uh, women can't be colourblind, only men. And that's backed up by Skippy, uh, love to your mothers. Uh, that's why men and women argue that black is white and white is black and so on. So I didn't even know that. Women can't be colourblind. Fascinating. You've got it made, haven't you, you women? You really don't know you're born. Um, and uh, questions about food. I mean, margarine getting a round kicking generally on the text. 
Uh, margarine is made from water and fat, someone says. John, Marge is revolting and full of chemicals. Butter is the only way. Love from Claire. Um, I never have butter on my toast if I'm having jam. I feel about butter and jam like you feel about fruit and savoury. It's wrong. Kirsty. I, I think that's mental. Uh, and then someone does say, actually, something pretty rank, uh, Hannah in Norwich, margarine is actually grey, and then they put food colouring in it to make it a lot more appealing, which I can well believe. Um, and Alexa in Southampton says, I'm curious about your recent culinary invention, peanut butter milk. What led to its existence, and do you think it would work with soy milk? It's not something I've tried yet. It's something I thought about while I was going to bed the other night. I thought it'd be nice to have a nice, hot, milky drink. And I thought, what could I spice it up with? And I thought, if it tastes tasted peanut buttery that would be lovely um so i haven't worked on it yet feel free to uh text that out uh try it this week and email during the week johnrichson.6music let me know how you get on the problem is it sounds like peanut slash buttermilk and buttermilk is a very sour and rancid form of milk so uh, don't make the mistake of just getting a glass of buttermilk and dropping a peanut in it um so uh mcintyre's away uh, we have another guest who's uh, in the studio standing by would you like to make a funny noise or something <laughs> there we go. Seems to be the noise of the week. There we go. There we <laughs> she go. sounds cold. So um, I'm excited. After this track, we're going to reveal how I managed to get that noise out <laughs> of a local radio DJ this week. Hello. Hi, mate. Hello to the rest of you <laughs> listening in Edinburgh and across Britain. It's Fordy here. How are you? You love the festival, don't you? I love it. You don't like it. I absolutely love it because for me, it's a bit of a holiday. So I get to come up here for a month and uh, do a show and just generally enjoy myself walk yeah. around the streets drink eat <clears throat> now this month you've been a uh, little mickey media thought you'd sneak off and do a little interview behind my back this week 4d uh didn't know that i just happened to be listening <laughs> to bbc radio nottingham this week while i had my breakfast and 4d was on so i thought i'd uh, send in a text and this is what happened so there's long queues and people just oh, huge queues yeah yeah down the royal mile yeah. so if people listening have booked to see you uh, could, could that oh, well <laughs> if, uh, if somebody my... has so, because she sent me a message nina in clifton oh excellent good on she's you she's got nina. tickets to come and see you oh, you she's and the wonderful, wonderful john richardson she said i can't wait on the text and then she's put <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's uh, what does that mean? <laughs> it's a bit of a long story, but um, <laughs> I, I told this story about... You know where uh, City Kebab House is in Nottingham? Yeah. It's on the corner from the Thurland. Yeah. I went there about two months ago, and uh, I'd had a wonderful night as it was, and it was made legendary by this Asian chap, in his, probably in his 50s, put a traffic cone to his mouth and was just screaming it down the street. Fish and chip, one pound fifty. That was marvellous. It's one of the funniest things I've ever seen in Nottingham. I've seen a lot. Nina obviously agrees with you. Yeah, indeed. Uh, She says she can't wait, so uh, make sure you give her a mention at the show. Oh, we'll do, definitely. Oh, you see, I enjoyed that, but the disappointment. Sad. Sad. You sat in your flat on the internet... (laughs) Sabbed me. The worst thing was, he came jogging round the corner. I came out, I thought, can't wait to tell Rico this. He's getting bigged up on Radio Nottingham. And people are starting to... I just, I had all sorts of dreams of what was going on. And then you came jogging round the corner and said... I'm Nina from Clifton. <laughs> oh. It works as well, because there's Clifton in Bristol, where we used to, me and Russell used to do that, and then there's a Clifton in Nottingham as well. So there is. Perfect. We've, we've been discussed several times uh, this morning the, the small nature of this studio and the uncomfortable nature of uh, physical contact and watching 4D grinding <laughs> through that entire song. And then that is revealing, a classic. Revealing that uh, you thought people across the nation would be grinding away while that was playing. I genuinely believe that there were people sat at home, in the car, wherever they are, that when that came on gave them a real little squeal of delight and they'd have just bopped away for a bit. Well, if you just pop your bogle cherry, then uh, text 64046johnrichardson.6music at bbc.co.uk if that got inside you. I, uh, <laughs> I'd i like to think... Well, we'll see. We'll find out. We'll find oh, that's out. That's brilliant. Now, we're, we're last week set tasks for you. This week was supposed to be the Eating Scottish Foods What round. happened? I forgot it. I got it all. I wrapped them all up individually. I had fried haggis, black pudding, square sausage, fruit slice. Got it all fried up lovely this morning. Made my flat stink. Foiled them up. Put them in a carrier bag. Left it on the table. Mate, well, I can come round afterwards, can I? Do you know what the irritating thing is? Even went out of the house, walked back in to check I hadn't forgotten anything. Oh, mate. Must have looked at it, and it's just there now. Well, we can have it later, can't we? Well, I we'll do this again that. next week. I'll bring you in some. Uh, I'll bring you in some haggis. You've be... never had haggis. I've never had haggis. Yeah. Do you know what it is? It's just guts in it. <laughs> it's not guts nice. in a bowl or something. I ate some haggis this week. It is tasty. So... Although uh, it's better than fish. 
I dashed with death last night. One of my flatmates cooked fish. Yeah. And I came in and the whole place sank a fish. And you're allowed to go straight to, to bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did you it, didn't believe me. In the air, then, does it make your eyes? Oh, my mum cooked it after, I remember it specifically, it was after Forest versus Everton in 1995. And what I came a special home, day. And my mum had cooked fish and my face flared up. Honestly, not just the consumption, but just being in there. If I would have been in there when it was being cooked last night, I would not be here now, let me tell you now, Britain. I'd be on a slab somewhere. <laughs> yeah. Like a fish. And Calvin Harris would have been getting played at my funeral. Uh, <laughs> dance with me at your funeral? Yeah, just get, like, crowd surf the coffin over to the altar. If I'm out on my own, it's probably because I'm dead. Living in, in hell. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, that's fascinating. Can you swim in the sea? I can swim in the sea. Do you know, here's one, though. You can eat tin tuna. Yes, it's fresh fish that I'm allergic to. So, there so must be that. some scientific reasoning behind that. I think, you know what really aggravates, in terms of my opinion of it, but what aggravates the skin and leads to the reaction, I think it's the texture of the stuff. The oil. I don't know what it is. Fresh fish. If People out there will be listening now <laughs> saying, yes, I suffer from this. If I slapped you with a fish, if I had, for example, a herring, and I slapped you with it, would that leave a perfect imprint of the herring where it touched you? Would it, like, scar? I don't think so. Not unless it was... I'm, I'm, Can uh, I try? You want to slap me with a fish? <laughs> Fine, slap me with a fish. No, I don't. But I do want to send you out doing fun stuff around Edinburgh. Okay, yeah, I'm well up for now, this. Now, we, we, we've briefly had a brief chat about this. Uh, we probably should have cleared it up more before we do it on air. But the possibility of combining some sort of weight loss with this. All oh, right. Yeah, yeah, I want to get fit, man. You're trying to get fit through Edinburgh, aren't you? But I, it's tough in a city that batters everything and that has such relaxed licensing laws. Yeah. You know, the incentive to just stay out and eat and drink it's is difficult. massive. So, I mean, we need things sporty. Are the skiing things cropped up again? Um, Sarah in Bristol says, uh, Hi, I was just wondering if Matt's completed his skiing challenge yet, which was to ski down the longest dry ski run in Europe, I'm which is just outside yet. Edinburgh. If not, I'm in Edinburgh next weekend and will be more than willing to show him the ropes. Um, well, ropes, different game. Uh, and hopefully get him, get him down the slope without breaking sounds any right. bones. Good. Bear in mind, a couple of years ago, she says, when I went on a dry slope, I fell over the flat bit and cracked my wrist. And on snow about five years ago, I cracked three vertebrae in my back. But I can assure you, you'd be in good hands with me now. I don't believe you, Sarah. <laughs> You're smashing your own body to pieces. You can keep your mitts off mine. <laughs> I don't, well, no to be fair, I think yours could take a bit more shock absorption. <laughs> yeah, can, yeah, I've never met it. But I mean, I think that would be a waste to do soon because I'd like to film you doing that. Get some sort of audio pack of you screaming. So what oh, we've yeah, got fine, fine, fine. is um, the football one. We were going to send you to football games. Yeah, yeah. Um, we've got a correspondent. By the way, if anyone wants to come with me, I, I don't really like going to games on my own. I like the atmos of a group. So if you want to come, if anyone wants to come... I'm guessing it wouldn't just be you at a football game, Fordy. I think the whole point is that there would be a crowd at the football game. Yeah, no, I mean, I wouldn't want to be... A, 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 no, I'm English, so I don't, I'd stand out a mile as being English, if you've ever seen me. Jacket and jeans and all that malarkey. Well, here's an invite for you. John, this is your self-appointed Queen's Park correspondent here. Great start to the league campaign yesterday, storming back from a 2-0 deficit to salvage a crucial point. <laughs> Sending Stranra home with their brows <laughs> <laughs> well and truly furrowed. The greatest fight back in football history, I think the greatest fight back in football history probably would have been getting to 3-2 and not just 2-0. Um, crowd 611, and where was 4D, says. So there's an invite there, midweek, away to Clyde in the CIS Insurance Cup. What do you think? Uh, yeah, alright, yeah. Do you reckon if I can get you some tickets, you'd go to that get, with get Brian? tickets and travel. I'll go. Do you fancy it as well? I've got gigs, mate. I've got might, gigs. I'll, I'll try and get a knots blood up and move. I'll, I'll go with some lads. Get, <laughs> Don't get, get your problem. Nottingham crew down um, to. To answer his question, where was Fordy? Yeah. Um, I was taking part in Matt Ford's On Heat. Yeah. Uh, and so were you at the Edinburgh Festival yesterday. Yeah. Uh, now, it's funny this because I've seen something in the news. Is it really funny or is it Fordy funny? It, it's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> but are we allowed to say. I mean, it's, it's news, isn't it? If it's news, then you can read it. If it's been printed, then it's news. Right. It's open to the world. What have you found? I do a show called Matt Ford's on Heat, which is a sort of panel show about celebrity culture. Sort of lowbrow, have I got news for you. Did it last year, doing it this year, you've been a part of it, everyone loves it. <laughs> <laughs> Holly Willoughby and Fern... This is from today's News of the World. Holly Willoughby and Fern Cotton are to present a panel show, which will be a combination of... Woo -woo, Heat magazine and have I got news for you. Oh, Astonishing. Dear. Typical, so, isn't it? You have the idea. It's as if they didn't think that physically you would work on camera for the TV transfer. 
It's as if they thought somehow people would rather watch Holly Bullerbean. Uh, I see what you mean by wouldn't work, because I thought you wouldn't be willing to work. Which no, no, I think it's more of a visual sort of thing. You think they're better to look at? Is that what I think saying? I'd rather watch them than you sex-wise. Yeah, but I'd be hosting it. It'd be a right old laugh, wouldn't it? Yeah, but, you know, that is just typical of the way... It, I mean, if they call it on heat, then I think you've got legal grounds to sue. I think we all have. Yeah? As Ollie, a nation. Fern, hello. Have a word with the lawyers. <laughs> there you go, you heard it here first. We're approaching the 1240 News. A few things to wrap up. This colourblind nonsense. People text in so confidently with facts. First, women can be colourblind, then they categorically can't. And now, women can be colourblind. Men are just five times more likely to be colourblind. Uh, then, wrong, about one in ten men are colourblind, and one in 100 women are, which makes it ten times, much less likely if you're a woman. Women can be colourblind if they get both genes from both parents. Males only need the gene from one parent, hence it is more common to men which indicates the difference would be 50%. Uh, Will in Cloudy Croydon. I assume it's horrible weather everywhere. Has, and, uh, has anyone asked <laughs> Darius Tadesh about this? He famously sang about being colourblind. Oh, yeah, he did, didn't he? I think, it was, I think it was more of a sort of concept song. Yeah, well, while we're on the subject of tunes that get inside you and have a deep message mm -mm. behind them, uh, tune, someone says, seriously, Forder, you play the best music, X, Clem. And uh, Aaron in East London confirms, yes, I was grooving on my own, it's inside me. See. And the exciting news that Dizzy is playing the Edinburgh Festival as well as part of the Edge Festival. See you there. We've got to go down there. Backstage, backstage. Yeah, you could, oh, we could get you doing a Westwood backstage. Oh. <laughs> this is Matt Ford. Uh, this is my man Dizzy. This is what it smells like. <laughs> um, what it tastes like. So we'll get 4D an actual thing to do this week and we'll uh, we'll record it. Um, so, uh, 4D yeah, nearly man. exploded uh, during that. Um, <gasps> we had uh, rumours in that Dizzy's people, <laughs> Dizzy's crew... This is unbelievable. ...the rascals are, are listening to the show and uh, Fordy's been invited I'm to well Dizzy's gig. I'd love to come and if, you know, I'm, I'm happy to do whatever, I'm happy to host it or play some sort of role. <laughs> oh, sit in the back and eat one. <laughs> this is escalating now. <laughs> just wanting to be in a room with him to, yeah, I'll host it, maybe do a bit of freestyle, just see what happens. Seriously, man, I'd love to go. So, thank okay, you very much. We'll, we'll chase that up We've, we've got to go, mate. So you that's your thing it. for this week. We had another really good one in, though, a suggestion for you to do. Someone said that um, there's a rumour that in Edinburgh you can get anything you want deep-battered at this specific chip shop. Oh, which chip is it? Um, they've texted it in. So how would you feel about the challenge being to uh, deep-fry the most ridiculous thing that you can get your hands on? OK. Um, but it's got to be edible, right? I mean, I'm not going to deep-fry a flipping Comes you know, in from Lisa Trees. Well, I think that's the joy of it. When I was at uni, it was around the time of the first battered Mars bar, there was an urgent le urban legend that in Scotland you could take anything to a chip shop and they'd batter it. So maybe Matt could try and see if this is true. So what we'll do is uh, we're about to play a track. Uh, we're in our last half hour now, so um, we're about to go forward to Music Week on after us, talking about record labels. Um, so we'll play the track. Uh, if you'd like to text in really quickly with anything that you would like to see 4D get battered... <laughs> Don't text in if you'd like to see Vardy get battered. Battered, drunk, not beat up, right? If he keeps talking up to Dizzy Rascal, then that is a viable option. <laughs> stuff you'd like to see him try and get battered at a chip shop. Now, these texts for things you to have battered. Oh. Absolutely nailing it. Um, Each one just got better and better and better. Yeah, we've sort of got some uh, jelly... Um, spaghetti, that's a good mm, one. That's one of my um, favourites. And you like spag bol, don't you? I absolutely adore it. Oh, you okay. cooking it. Because uh, then we've had aubergine and then steak and ale pie. Oh, right. Bit of blah, blah, blah. And then we had someone texting uh, anonymous. It was from Sophie Rich, Colin and Jordan. Uh, and then an anonymous text saying Fordy should get his skis battered yeah. and then go skiing down the ski slope. This is building into a finale for the festival. <laughs> Last day of the festival, you ski into I'm a Queen of the end South up game. Battering myself. <laughs> you look like the thing from well, Ghostbusters. Well, someone else skis on me. Um, someone says that you should get a battered sausage and then take it from store to store and keep getting them to batter it oh. every time. So it's and just like 12 times battered sausage. We could play football with it and every time someone misses a shot, uh, take a bite out of it. And uh, Emma in Falkirk, Turkish Delight. She said she's had battered Turkish Delight. She said, I imagine that would be sex in your mouth. Um, so... No, that's something else. <laughs> Combining the steak and ale pie, why don't we make... Well, you and I will make a spaghetti bolognese pie 
Oh. <laughs> we'll see if we can get it battered and we'll put some pictures up on the website. Quality idea. I mean, noshing it. Yeah, and we'll do the Turkish Delight one as well. So thanks for those. So that's Brilliant your idea. task for the week, Fordy. Cheers, mate. Come yeah. in next week with a battered spaghetti bolognese pie and some battered Turkish Delight. Glad to hear that the fitness has gone out of the window. Oh, yeah. As a concept. Yeah, well, that doesn't mean you can't. We're going to go running as well, aren't we? Yeah, yeah, Saturday, yeah. we're going up uh, Arthur's seat. Is that this Saturday? This Saturday, yeah. Right, okay. I'll <laughs> <laughs> be fine. I've been walking a lot. We've four or five hours walking a day. Yeah. I'm usually pretty glazed by to the, the time bar and back. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, well, thank you for this Cheers, week, Fordy. Is there anything you'd you like everybody. to say to people before you leave? I just like to say it's been a pleasure talking to you again, everyone. And uh, I hope you all have a wonderful Sunday. I hope you all have a wonderful week and spread that love. And I'll see you at Dizzy's gig, yeah? <laughs> <laughs> I can do the Calvin Harris bit. That's what I'm going to do. If I'm out on my own, I can look at you looking at me. There we go. Kissing ass and popping caps. <laughs> Matt Ford off into Edinburgh. Uh, we will say goodbye to him with uh, the Beatles and the Stones, the House of Love. <laughs> uh, we've reached the end of another show. I hope you've enjoyed it. It's been smashing good fun. Uh, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm quite excited about the prospect of being released from this claustrophobic cupboard that I've been in. Uh, we have, of course, a video of the week on the show website. So if you'd like to find out what this noise is all about... Utterly mesmerising this week, the video of the week. Not a lot going on, but uh, you can go to my uh, section under the presenter section of the Six Music website. Stay tuned for uh, the Music Week, and if you'd care to do so during the uh, week, you can also download this show's podcast, which I will be editing uh, immediately after the show. We'll end with uh, an email that came in earlier on on the subject of childish behaviour. Since we're at the world's leading arts festival, this is possibly the most depressing email I've had uh, from Grumpy again in Suffolk. Reference childish behaviour. Is there any Anything funnier than passing wind on your mate's head? The answer is obviously a resounding no. I think sadly you're right, but if I did that in my hour show, people would be offended. Uh, we're going to play out with uh, the Proclaimers. Uh, this is actually a clip from an interview I did with them. Uh, I made the mistake of asking if they wouldn't mind talking to me about doubts and confusion with specific reference to uh, a night when they could see with their eyes shut. And this is what happened. I'll see you again next week. BBC Six Music.